visual simulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. My guest today, she is an actor, she's a host, and she is a producer, and she is a co-host on the Hollywood Social Lounge. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Kelly. Kelly, Kelly, V. Dolan. Kelly, how are you? I'm very good. Um, what does the V stand for, first of all? The V actually is uh, my middle name. It's, it's the beginning of my middle name. Can you guess what my middle name is? <laughs> hmm. um, Victoria? No, it's named after a state. I'll give you a clue. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> it's going to be a long pause. I give up. <laughs> uh, there's not many that begin with a V. Uh, uh, now that I put you on the spot. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Um, V V V. Oh, the, listener, the listeners are like, oh, I know it, I know it. Uh, uh, I give up, I give up. It is on the East Coast. Uh, uh, V. I probably never been there. That's probably. Virginia. Oh my god. I feel like a total tool right now. <laughs> Kelly Virginia Dolan and Kelly V Dolan. The V makes it sound more powerful, I guess. Yeah, you know, there's a bunch of Kelly Dolan. There's actually a few that are in the industry. And about four years ago, I found one Kelly Dolan who's a guy and actually lives in Chicago, which I'm from there. So uh, I thought that was really funny. He's into like acting and voiceover, so I I did reach out to him because I thought it would be something like to explore, like doing something funny down the road. But uh, that's one of the reasons why I have the V is because there were so many Kelly Dolans, and then as I started doing like red carpet interviews and stuff, I would always like throw up the peace sign, and people would be like, "Is it Kelly V? Like, is it boy? Is it Kelly V? <laughs> you know, is it Virginia?" I'm like Kelly V, and I throw up the peace sign. Oh, so that's your logo, the peace sign then, right? Kind of, yeah, although a lot, I share that with a lot of people in the universe. <laughs> I share the peace sign with many people, and, and most people do throw up the peace sign in a picture, but I love it every time I see it. Oh. It just reminds me of, um, you know, what, what life is really about, you know, finding that peace. Oh, so, wait, how did you, um, how many Kelly Dolans you said there were? So there's two or three? couple of us. Um, I just know one for sure that lives in Chicago, um, and he's a guy. Yeah. And then I believe there's a singer, a, a girl, because she had uh, the Kelly Dolan website. Oh. And so I had to get kellyvdolan.com. So oh. that's kind of when that started. Ah, okay. Okay. See, well, you have a very popular name, I see, then. <laughs> oh. Oh, so you was talking about Chicago for a little bit. You're like a, the Midwest girl, right? Yes, yes, uh, from the Midwest. I love Chicago. I was back there a couple of weeks ago actually doing a, che- uh, a cheer dance. <laughs> I was back there doing a cheer dance. <laughs> no, I was, uh, <laughs> I was co-emptying a, a dance show called Got Cheer, and it was uh, a cheer dance show. So it was kind of sexy and uh, funny, and I got to, you know, tell a bunch of jokes, be kind of silly, and a little on the raunchier side for me which was really fun to kind of do in my home, hometown. It was just, 
you know, a lot of people I knew were there, and uh, it was just a blast. And it was sold out. So to sell a, a, a first-time show in Chicago is always tough because it's got, you know, really good theater, really good shows in Chicago. So uh, it sold out, and I believe they're going to do another show uh, around July 4th. So um, I hope to be back for that as well. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, yeah. um, take me a little bit way back. Um, how did you get involved in the entertainment business, you know, from back in the day? Like, how did you get started in it? You know, for some people, I got kind of a late start. You know, my parents put me in dance classes when I was little, and I hated them. <laughs> I was like, I, could, I didn't want to be in L.A. I was scared of my teachers, and then I started playing sports. And so I was a little bit of a tomboy, you know, until I got in, in high school, there was a dance team. And I said, you know what, I'm going to, you know, audition for this dance team, try out. And if I make the dance team, then I know it's meant for me to be there and not doing sports. Mm-hmm. And so I tried out for it, and I was the last girl chosen for this dance team. And um, I remember the coach uh, calling my mom and saying, you know, there really wasn't a spot for her and this other girl, but we saw something in her, and she's going to have to work really hard. And so within that year, I was a freshman, within that year, I had really, really worked hard. I had, you know, hung out with the seniors and the older girls and just tried to learn as much as I could from them. And by the next year, I was actually the captain of the dance team. So for all those listening, you know, it's not about, like, how, how you something and how you finish it and if you put in the effort um, you can be great you know and I did I worked really really hard and um and so in high school I went back and forth between sports and dance I, I really just couldn't fully give up sports so you know one year I play basketball and then I, I danced for you know the football season and, and vice versa and then when I got to college I went to a community college because I thought okay I'm not going to waste my period money, you know, they were helping me with school, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I loved dance by this point, and I was choreographing and working with a, um, a, a program in Aurora, uh, it was kind of like an outreach program, and so basically, um, I took an elective in, in college, and I had been in, like, musicals in high school, but I never really done acting before, so I took an elective at a community college, and it was a theater class, and the teacher she pulled me aside after the first class, and she's like, have you ever, you know, done this before? And I was like, no, it's my first acting class, but, you know, I dance and choreograph, and, you know, I've done musicals before, but primarily dancing. And she's like, you're really good. She's like, I want to talk to you about a teaching opportunity. And so it wasn't teaching acting. <laughs> I had ways to go, but she asked me to work with her musical theater class at the college and work with, like, movement with the actors. And it was there that I really fell in love with acting. And so from there, I, I went on to uh, college and I got my BA in acting and dancing. Uh, it was an interdisciplinary major, so I was able to do both of those in college and then also tour when I was in college as a dancer. So I was able to pick up credits actually for doing that. And um, it was great. And then, you know, from there, I felt like I, I did what I could do in Chicago. And I came to Los Angeles. And, you know, my first year out here, I booked a kid television show. It was uh, called Hip Hop Harry. And it was on TLC and Discovery Kids. And our first year, we were nominated for an Emmy. So mm-hmm. I just, 
I just knew that it was something that um, I wanted to pursue, and it just kind of found me like the right opportunity. You know, like the kids show, the fact that I did have dance background, the fact that I was used to working with kids, the fact that I loved acting, it kind of all came together in that project. So, yeah, so that's kind of it. And I've been acting and uh, occasionally dancing here and there Mm -hmm. uh, ever since. Well, so you really have to like keep your body in tip top shape to if you get like dancing gigs, like you still, you still have that you know drive to always stay in shape, and because you'll never know when you have to dance again. Yeah, you know, I would say since I moved to Los Angeles, because I had done some like pretty big tours before I moved, like before I really committed to moving to LA, I kind of went back and forth between Chicago and LA while mm-hmm. I was in college, and I had you know done a couple commercials, I had toured with. Jay-Z and R. Kelly and a couple gospel artists, um, one in which uh, is Donald Lawrence. He's really big in that community. And and so when I came to L.A. and I actually said, okay, this is it, like I'm coming to L.A., I was like, I'm not going on any more tours. Like I did that. It was my dream. I got to do it. And then I was like, what's next? And so, you know, since then, I've only like danced you know, in a couple of commercials or a couple of, like, really good paying gigs in L.A., but I never went back on the road to tour again because my my main focus is acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but along the way, I, I picked up another skill uh, in which, you know, you actually found me because you know my co-host. Um, I picked up another skill of, of hosting, of interviewing, and kind of fell in love with that. And... Uh, still exploring the opportunities in that field as well. Um, what is it, what is the thing about hosting and interviewing that you have a passion for as opposed to like, I, I know you still have a passion for acting, but what is it uh-huh. about, what is it about hosting that gets your blood, you know, that get, get your blood boiling? I think what it is, is I, I love people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really love people and I love their stories and you know even when I was you know touring and in school I I would talk to a homeless person you know the same way that I would you know talk to somebody who is like an A-list celebrity you know obviously what we would talk about was very different Um, but I just feel like everyone has a story and I was always interested in that and I've also found that you know through interviewing such a variety of people and, and talking to so many different people from really different backgrounds, I think we have a lot more in common than most people think. I, I We just have so much in common. In fact, a lot of times off camera, I ask people what their real passion is or, you know, what makes them happy or what do they want out of life. And uh, most of the time they just say they want to be happy. And then I ask them what makes them happy, and then that's where sometimes people don't even know, or they vary in their answer. But I, I find that a lot of times we want the same things, you know, when it comes at the core of who we are. Um, it just comes in different forms. Yeah, that's yeah. You're right because even hosting, you know, hosting and um, talking with people one on one, it's almost like kind of related to you because if you're talking to somebody who's achieved something yeah. that is at a different level that you are, you you know, you probably want to find out what, 
what made him drive to be where he or she is at, correct? Or Totally. Totally. I mean, I, I've had the chance to, you know, I got to interview Sharon Stone, and Sharon Stone is in one of my favorite movies, Casino. Like, I love her in that film. Yeah. Like, I, when I say that's one of my, like, when I think of, like, performance and just what she embodied, she was sexy, she was strong, she was angry, she was all these things. And, and to get to interview her, and, and she complimented me on my dress. Like, I, I was such a fan person. Like, I was such a fan girl when I interviewed her. And when she complimented me, I was like, I can't believe this. I cannot believe <laughs> I'm interviewing Sharon Stone right now. And she complimented me. Um, but, you know, get, to get to ask her questions or, or to get to ask, um, you know, so many directors and writers and producers, you know, who are, are part of the the creative process, even before the actors are involved, you know, sometimes they go through seven or eight years of cultivating a project. I mean, you talk about dedication. People ask actors about their dedication, but what about these directors and, and writers, you know, who work on stuff for six, seven years before we even see it? I mean, that is like such dedication, and, and you really... You really take to heart that when you interview people, not only are you interviewing them about their project, but it's like interviewing them about their child, you know, like mm-hmm. something that they've birthed and, and watched over and, and changed and, 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 you know, been so involved with for so long. So you, you want to be careful and, and compassionate and understanding when people are talking, right? Like you want to make sure that you shine the brightest light on their project. Like I've never been into, you know, gossip or hearsay. Well, every now and then I'll be a little silly, but I don't like making a director, an actor, a writer, whoever I'm interviewing look bad. Like that's never been my intention. It, it's been complete opposite. I always want to shine a light on their passion and, you know, what they want to do. Yeah, and you know, you interviewed a lot of big names: Dane Cook, Cat Williams, Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, how do you maintain your composure and you know, and just talk to them like like the way you're talking to me right now? Like, how do you do it? You know, it's funny because I I never thought I would do hosting. I didn't even know what hosting really was, mm-hmm. and it, it was my first year out in Los Angeles. And you know, I I'm really big into volunteering whenever I get a chance. So there was an opportunity to volunteer for a program that was raising money for young girls to go to college. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is great. It was like a fashion show, and they were inviting celebrities. And I was like, cool, whatever they need. So I show up, and I'm like, okay, what do you guys need? I'm here. And so they said, all right, you're going to speak with celebrities. So I was like, cool, you know, tell me what I need to do. And so my job was to speak these celebrities, and I ended up just being myself, and I was talking to them. They were talking to me, and this woman had observed this whole situation, and she was like, you know, you should look into hosting. Like, you're such a natural. You make people feel very comfortable, and you should look into it. So I was like, cool, what a, you know, cool. You got to leave, you know? So she gave me this, you know, lead, and it was called WeekendGamer.com, and this was years ago, and uh, it was all comic books and video games and, you know, like, Comic-Con stuff, yeah. and WWE, and so I go, and I do my first gig, and it was at uh, the Video Game Awards, and first interview, no one's ever coached me, I've never taken a class on this thing, and my first interview is Tony Hawk. Wow. Tony Hawk. And um, <laughs> I go, 
I, I had no idea who the guy was. I was like, <laughs> I have no idea who this guy is, but I know I'm supposed to talk to him. I know I'm supposed to, you know, get some information out of him, right? Yeah. So I just started talking to him, and he just talked back, and he was really friendly, and he was really funny, and we cracked jokes, and it was like he didn't want to go, like, leave me. Like, he just wanted to continue the talk. And uh, and then I, you know, turned right back to the cameraman, and cameraman goes, have you done it before? And I was like, no. And he's like, you're going to do really well. Yeah. And I just I just realized that it was something that came really easy to me. Because again, like, I love people and I want to I wanna shine uh, the biggest, brightest light on them and, and all the great things that they have. You know, I feel like news, which I haven't really watched news since I was in high school, you know, I'll see it when I'm over at people's houses, but I don't have it on in my my home because I felt like it was always so negative. I always, it, there was nothing really positive except, you know, I think twice a week they would do the local hero story, you know, like it'd be yeah. 30 seconds long. And um, I just, that never was me. So I said, wow, you know, if I'm, you know, pretty good at this and people gravitate and they trust me, gravitate towards me, then I'm, I'm going to do it this way. Like, this is the way I'm going to have that responsibility of, of that news, that reporter, that journalistic background. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a funny saying, journalist, because I never studied this stuff. Like, I never, um, you know, went to school for it. I just kind of fell into it. But I am my, my own worst critic when I do watch things. I do try to fix things and, and, and become better. Yeah. Um, is it uh, like, um, when you do it all the time, um, do you feel you get less nervous or is depending on the magnitude of the celebrity that you're going to talk to? I think I always get excited, but not nervous, especially when you're doing like red carpet stuff, you know, red carpet is just so fast. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you only have a chance to ask two questions sometimes if it's a really busy carpet. Yeah. And, and that part of me, it, you know, I'm excited and thrilled by it, but then I always like to talk to them more, you know? Like, I, I love the format of, you know, talk television, like, or, or late-night television, where, you know, you have your two artists and then someone the form. Yeah. Uh, both myself and Aaron were doing that on a show live with Aaron and Kelly, and it was awesome. We were on NBC for about three and a half years, and we would do that. We would bring in two guests, and then we do a game with them at the end. And it, it, I loved having them there where I could talk to them and I could look them in the eye and uh, and really let the interview kind of go on a ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, end it with a really fun game. So, so, yeah, you know, I don't really get nervous. It's more excited. Every now and then I'll get a little like, man, I love that person's work. And I'll be like, oh, that's awesome. Or, like, my niece and nephew watch a lot of Disney stuff. And so if I see someone on, uh, you know, a Disney show that I was watching with them or, you know, a Nickelodeon show or something like that, I'll, I'll get really excited, you know, because I know that they'll get to see that interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I am used to... Like, I think it was... Good, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I think I had interviewed uh, Sky Jackson, who was on Jesse, and, you know, that was so cool because I remember watching that so many times with my niece and nephew and then being able to show them that it's just kind of cool. <laughs> Were they like just excited and laughing? Like, oh man. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think look at, they kind of look at me like, oh, 
had to look at me like, who are you? <laughs> or how do you know these people? But I don't know them, but like, they're just trying to process it, you know? <laughs> it looks like I know them, but I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how did you get hooked up with um, Aaron in the show? Sure. Um, it's funny because I, I met Aaron on the red carpet. He had actually <laughs> he had interviewed me, and uh, I had just been doing Hip Hop Harry, which, which was the kids' show I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And I had been doing red carpet as well as covering them at the time. And I remember he asked me what I was doing, and I told him I was getting ready to shoot a pilot where I would be hosting. And he said something about, I would need him to get it picked up or something like that. <laughs> and I still remember that because I was like, I had no idea at the time that I was going to work with this guy, you know, let alone work with him for like four years, you know. So yeah. um, that's how I, I linked up with him. And then I remember following up with him because it was a good interview. I wanted to get the tape of it because I thought it would be good just to have in my portfolio at the time. And, you know, I met up with him and, you know, Los Angeles, you can find a lot of flaky people and, and he was not and he met up with me gave me the tape and you know since then every time he's had a show idea where he needed a host he's always like thought of me and, and tried to work me into the pilot or the actual show and you know we had a really nice run with live with Aaron and Kelly on NBC for three and a half years and then it was time to kind of change up the format a bit, and we went to ABC, and now we're doing the Hollywood Social Lounge. But I think, you know, our dynamic, which, you know, so many people, you know, when we go to these big carpets and events, so many people recognize us, um, and they like our work, and they, they enjoy being interviewed by us. And I think, you know, when I first spoke with Aaron about doing Live with Aaron and Kelly, I, I just said to him, I said, look, we just got to make this fun, and we got to make it positive, right? Like, like that's that's what I want to be a part of if I'm going to be doing this. Because, again, you know, I came out here to act. Like, I didn't, you know, come out here with the intention of putting energy into hosting. But when I saw the opportunity to be on NBC, I thought, man, this is such an opportunity to reach people. And, and I just feel like those two things, I, I just want to, you know, make people laugh. And I want to inspire people so that they themselves can uh, be powerful in their own lives, you know. Yeah. But, in, in, you know, in a way, I know you're passionate about acting, but in a way, it's kind of good because you're always, you know, people can always see you as a host, though, too, right? And it's yeah. sort of, you sort of have, like, that spotlight on yourself, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, some people have said, oh, you need to focus on one thing. Some people say, oh, it's great. You have something else that you have, you know, in your bag of tricks, you know, to pull out. I just know that I I do things that I love to do, and I'm fortunate to be able to make a living off of it, you know, whether it be acting or hosting or owning my own business with another girl, Hannah Stedman, we, we co-own it together, and it's called Step It Up. You know, the fact that I'm doing everything that I love, and I'm, you know, doing good financially, it just, I mean, what more can you really want, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, tell me about Step It Up. Sure, sure. Uh, for more information on, I feel like I'm doing a commercial right now. For more information <laughs> on Step It Up, please go to stepitupllc.com. Stepping it up in your career. We get a bunch of people looking for jobs now. <laughs> so Step It Up is all about um, 
it's a mentorship program for dancers. And Hannah Stedman, who I have the business with, is amazing. She's been in the dance industry for years. Uh, she's got huge credit. She's toured with a bunch of people, and um, she still can, continues to choreograph a lot of you know high schoolers all around the country uh, that are competing. And you know her choreography is amazing and is constantly winning. Uh, you know, I met up with her and the, another girl, and we started the company. And about a year after the company got going, uh, it ended up just being both myself and Hannah. And we just have a really great thing going. Basically, it is a dance mentorship program working with girls all over the country. We travel about six to seven times throughout the year to go to different states, and we teach a three-hour workshop. From that workshop and through referrals and other submissions, we take about 15 of the best, uh, like, 10 to 12-year-olds mm-hmm. and about 15 of the, like, 13 to 18-year-olds that we find across the country. And we bring them out to uh, Los Angeles for the summer where we do a lot of filming with them. We felt like, you know, these girls are amazing dancers and they're winning competitions and they're doing well, but if they want to come to L.A., it's different. Like, what is it like working on set? What is it like working with uh, your DP, your cameraman, your director when you're in a close-up versus a mid-shot versus a wide? You know, you can't do everything in a close-up as a dancer, you know? So little things like that we teach them. We bring out, you know, people to do Q&As and their dancers and choreographers and actors and producers so that they understand and grasp the whole industry. So that way, if they do decide to come to L.A., it's not as shocking, you know, and they can also see if L.A. is even for them, you know. Some people come to L.A. and they're like, it's not what I thought, you know. So, I mean, if I would have been able to have this program when I was their age, it would have saved me years of trying to figure out things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, I feel like so grateful to be in this position where we're passing on all the knowledge that we have to these young girls. And I mean, I'm still in it. You know, I'm still auditioning, even though I'm not auditioning as a dancer really anymore. Mm-hmm. An audition is an audition, you know, like a casting director is a casting director. And so for me to be able to relate my current experiences you know, to them is also helpful. So I think between me and Hannah, we cover a lot of stuff that actually happens versus going to a college where, you know, the teaching can be great, but some of those teachers have never actually been in the business. You know, they've never actually, you know, worked on set. You know what I mean? They don't know what certain things are, you know? So I think we give them more of a real life experience through our intensive in LA. Um, do you get a big turnout? Uh, we only take 15 girls for our junior and 15 for our senior at most. Oh, so okay. this year we we have about, we did go over a couple of students in our seniors, so we do have a total of 31 students this year. But we try, we really try to take anywhere from 20 to 30 each year. And that's because we don't, we don't want a lot of students. We don't want... Um, not that we don't want a lot of students, but we can't properly teach them. We can't, you know, give them the attention that they need. And when you're filming on set, you can't have 100 people and really have a DP work with 100 people, you know, in a day's work. So, you know, if we were just teaching classes and they were all in a room learning from a choreographer, yes, we could do that. But there's so many other great workshops that are like that. We let them do that, you know, and we do what we do. So, 
it's just a very different experience. Man, that's amazing that, you know, you give back like that. That's really good to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's, a, it's fun. Like, you know, the, the girls are great. And we have an amazing group of girls coming out this summer. Like, I'm, I am so thrilled. Like, when I have their pictures all on this poster board, like, as we accept them, we, we add another picture. And it's just cool because we come up with ideas that will cater their strengths and and one of the girls that's coming out, she wants to get into hosting. So, you know, we're going to have her do some interviewing while she's out here. So it's just great when you keep it a little small so that we can provide, like, you know, a more boutique. Like, we want to provide them with, with the experiences that they're looking for, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um. What made you came up, like, you know, I know you was telling me about what came up with the idea with that. Did you get that while you was in Chicago? Did you have, like, a mentorship like that? No, no, actually, uh, both myself and Hannah and another girl just wanted to do something. We wanted to be creative. Oh, okay. And there was like a whole, yeah, there was like a whole group of girls that wanted to be creative, creative, but the three of us kind of followed up on it. So we didn't know if we wanted to do like a live dance show. We didn't know if we wanted to do, there's all kinds of ideas being thrown out. And then, um, Hannah and, and the other girl actually were like something like with mentorship with kids. Mm-hmm. And they texted me, I was like, I'm in. I'm in, I'm in, you know, like, like my main focus is still performing, but I'm in, you know, it was like yeah. a perfect opportunity to still be part of like giving back and then, uh, you know, doing something really fun and creative with them. Cause it keeps me creative. Cause I want it, we want it every year to be different, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we do underwater photography with them. Like we have them dancing underwater and do photography with them. Like we do some really cool, cool things that like haven't been done yet with like a dance program, you know? Oh, that's really awesome, Kelly. Really awesome. Yeah. And um, how about the acting thing? How is that going for you? Acting's been really, really good. Uh, commercially, like right before you called, I was actually on the phone with uh, a producer that I had shot a commercial with, and so they were getting me taped. So if there's yeah. any actors listening to this, it's really important that you, you know, make friends with your producers and directors and you stay in touch with them because a lot of times your stuff might get seen, you know, nationally and so you can tape it or it might just get seen regionally or just online or, you know, just on that website. Like, it's just, there's so much happening right now and so many different places where your work will be seen. So uh, they had gotten some copy of two commercials that they shot and uh, or two different, uh, versions of, of uh, the same product and so they got me the footage and they said I could use it for my reel so so yeah commercially it's been great um, I shot a pilot last summer called Painting Autumn mm-hmm. and we got the news at the beginning of this year that Amazon Prime put in a bid wow. so we're really excited about that I don't know if they're going to uh, go with Amazon Prime I don't know if they have other people that they're talking to but it was a teen-based comedy, and I played um, a really fun character, uh, Ruby Clarbeck, and she's kind of like the the older uh, girl on set, you know, that has mm-hmm. all this experience that these teenagers go to. <laughs> so it, it's really fun, you know, and sometimes I'm understood, and sometimes I'm misunderstood. So... Uh, it's great. It was so much fun filming that, and we we did eight episodes of that last summer. So, um, hopefully, in the next, you know, by the end of this year, we'll know more what's happening with that. So it's eight episodes, including the pilot, right? Um, actually, 
something that includes the pilot. So oh, okay. A lot of times, well, a lot of times what they're doing now, um, production companies are are doing, you know, eight episodes and then versus just doing a pilot so that they can package that whole thing together and then just sell it to, you know, Amazon Prime or Hulu or Netflix. Uh, versus just doing a pilot where it's just one, you know, then, then they feel like they have to spend more money, you know, to create the rest of the episode. Um, or like sometimes, Netflix will have a deal with a production company. Uh, this production company was an independent production company, so they actually produced everything, and so I believe that's why they did that. They wanted to sell it as a package. So uh, I'm sure they're just going with whatever, you know, is the best thing that gets offered. Mm. I don't even know if I should be talking about all this. <laughs> <laughs> I just know Amazon Prime a bit. Oh. You did not hear anything else. <laughs> nope, don't worry. I didn't hear anything else. Um, <laughs> if it does happen, will it be like for next year or this year? You know what? I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I just know Amazon Prime put in a bid. So, you know, when I hear air dates and all that kind of stuff, I can definitely let you know. Oh, definitely. Then you could give me your Amazon account number so I can watch. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. Oh, I do have something that's coming out in August, too. Uh, well, they told me the end of August on Investigation Discovery Channel. Investigation Discovery Channel. Yeah. Um, it's a new series, and I believe they're doing 10 episodes, but it's called The Trade. Mm-hmm. And each episode covers, like, a real-life murder. And, um... It's scripted and, and all that stuff, and I, I play, uh, it's based on a true story, Dana Lestowski. It was a, a murder that happened in, back in, like, early 2000, and um, so that should be the end of August on Investigation Discovery. Oh, so that's that's one to look out for you in. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's pretty intense. They showed me, I had to do some ADR work, uh, some you know, voiceover stuff, and um, they showed me the trailer, and they're really excited, and it's funny because the producers told me that they were only making two episodes, and then they had to show that to the network, and Mm -hmm. then the network was going to decide if they actually wanted to pick up more episodes, and so they shot mine, so they were like, no pressure, Kelly, no pressure, but yours is the first episode, (laughs) so, and I'm curious, like, it's all about, you know, Dana Lutowski, so I was like, yeah, I really need to make sure I do a good job. And so, they not only did they order, and they were, were trying to get them to order six, but they ordered an extra four. So they ordered ten episodes, and they loved uh, my episode as well as the second one that was shot. So, so really, really happy about that. Oh. Speaking about you and your career, what is your most marked characteristic? My most what? Your most marked characteristic about yourself. Oh... I mark. You like what? Like you're very. That sounds like I, I feel like somebody's marked me like like mafioso type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mark. No, like like are are you very outgoing? Are you a, a introvert or an extrovert? Like like what is your characteristic? Oh oh, definitely definitely um outgoing. Yeah. I yeah like for sure. Um, it's funny when when people ask questions about myself I don't know because you know I have the perception of my like coming from me so I would I'd be curious to what others would say you know what I mean like yeah. in, in, in that question 
But um, I definitely think like uh, outgoing and just silly and loving and very forgiving. Um, you know, I try not to hold on to anything. I just think it's just wasted energy, you know, to hold on to stuff. Um, I think it's really important to be in the present. In the last couple of years, I have learned that you have so much power in your choice. In fact, uh, when we were doing Live with Ernie Kelly and into Hollywood Social Lounge, I would do a power of choice every week for, every single week for the year of 2015, I did one. And sometimes I would have a guest, you know, an actor, you know, say what they thought the power of choice was. And so basically the question is, if we could have the whole world focus on one thing, what would it be for a week? For example, spending more time with your family, time management, loving yourself more, all those things, all those things I covered in a year. And so going into 2016, I am in such peace gratitude, excitement, um, and and just like not looking for validation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that power of choice really, really um, affected me. And and I'm still learning and I'm still growing. And, and yeah, so I, I would say um, Mark's character is probably silly and loving. Silly like, and strong. That's right. You see, that's good because they they kind of all go together. When you're silly and loving, you're actually a strong person. So it encompasses all. Mm. You know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think is your most My most marked. I would say my my. Hmm. <laughs> you turn the tables on me now. Well, it's partly my job, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I consider myself an introvert and an extrovert at times. You know, there's times where I could be introverted, depending if I'm not familiar with those surroundings. And, you know, there's times where um, I can be very outgoing and just, you know, be an extrovert. Especially, it, it, it depends on how confident I am where I'm at. You know, I don't know if you understand, how like, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's based on your, your environment. Yes, 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 exactly. So, you know, well, that's, I, I, that's I guess it all depends. Thing, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, it all depends, though. It all depends where I'm at. Yeah, as long as you're, like, it's a good thing, I think, to be able to fit in in different environments, but then also not to compromise. Exactly, right? you know, like, so yeah. You don't want to fake the funk, be, yeah, you know. Exactly. So sometimes we can be introverted and it's like, when we really should speak up, right? Exactly. Like exactly. Um, definitely been in that place. Um, you know, just, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. You was going to say something. What you was going to say? No, I, I think I've, you know, even though I'm very extroverted and very outgoing, I think I've, there's been circumstances where I've been introverted, you know, based on my environment, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hear that. I don't know. Same here. Um, what or who was your biggest inspiration to become in the in the entertainment field? Do you have any inspirations? I would have to say, without knowing it, it's mm -hmm. kind of like weird. I don't know if she inspired me, but I feel like there are so many similarities when I hear her speak. And it could be because she is a host and she's an 
she's a you know a wonderful human being, um, Oprah Winfrey. Wow. Every time wow. I hear her say something, I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I I I've just gotten into her like super so funny in the last couple of years, and I'm like, all the stuff she says about how she's interviewed so many people, and you know, she's found like common threads. It's like. I get you, girl. Like, I mean, she obviously gets it on another level, mm-hmm. and she uh, gets certain things that I'm still, you know, learning and, and grasping, but um, I definitely look up to her. I think she's an amazing being. I think she's awesome. Yeah, me too. That's 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 really good because that's she's like on top of the food chain, you know, as host and media mogul and actor. She's done it all. Yes. Yes. And she still, like, I think she has such a grasp of who she is, but yet she still allows herself to learn, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's one, like, that's what makes her such a great host, because if she knew everything, well, then no one would feel comfortable opening up to her, you know? Um, she's just, when I watch her interviews or when I watch her talk, I'm like, there's even, like, a kid, like, spirit in her, like, like a young spirit in her, like, you know, she's just still, like, curious about people and their lives, you know, and she wants to understand, and I think that's cool. That's really, that's tremendous inspiration. Um, how would you, how would you describe yourself? <laughs> um, I like long walks in the park. <laughs> I don't know, I, <laughs> Like, I think I would trust Oprah with anything, you know, just like her book club, you know. Every, like, if Oprah says read this book, then you're going to read this book because, you know, the book is going to be good because Oprah said so. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So, I, I think that kind of describes that personality. Um, yeah, I think it just goes back to kind of like what we were talking about earlier. I just, I really, I really love life and I really want the best, not only for myself, but for others that are around me. And people who aren't even around me, you know, like, I'll, I'll, I'll randomly hear something about something that happened, you know, in another country. And especially if it's, like, about, like, women, I'll think, man, we have to help our sisters. I have to help my sisters. So I, I, I never look at it like, like us and them and, you know, it, 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 it's we, you know. So I don't know if I always act upon that and do all that I can to make sure that that happens, but it definitely those thoughts cross my mind. Um, so I just have a, like, big heart for people. And, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that answers your question. No, it, it does, it does. <laughs> um, what is your own personal motto? Uh, you know what? Yeah. I, I have two, two things. Two things. Um, one, 
that my dad taught me. And um, it was, don't take any wooden nickels. And so, like, don't take any wooden nickels, meaning, like, don't take anyone bullshit. Can we curse on the show? <laughs> <laughs> um, can we curse on the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can, you, can say, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, you can cuss. Hilarious. You know, it's like, don't take any anybody's fake, whatever. Like, recognize if something's fake, you know? It's like, don't take any bullshit. Don't, yeah. you know, don't take any wooden nickels. Um, I, I feel like, even though I'm not vocal, when it happens, I, I, when, when I hear it, when I hear it, I know what it smells like, and I, I take note of it. I might not let the person know that I know, but I know. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes, yes. You know. So, um, okay, there you go. And then, um, I love, don't follow a path, make one. Um, I think, let's see, I should, it's been a long time since I, I looked at my website, but, um, I think I have it on my website. Yeah. I forgot who did that. <laughs> but don't buy... <laughs> Um, and um, what will make you most happy in life? And what is yeah, that? And what is that purpose? I think it's it can't be summed up into one thing. You know, it's a multitude of things. Is, my purpose is talking to you right now. My purpose is, um, you know, consoling a friend earlier. Yeah. My my purpose is forgiving people. You know, who mm -hmm. say things that I don't, you know, who say hurtful things to other people. Um, my purpose is making sure that I give a voice to people that don't have a voice. My purpose is if I have an opportunity to make somebody laugh in a dark time, make them laugh. My purpose is um, to love, to just always come from a place of love. I, I probably all goes back to that. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I mean, really, what else are we here for, you know, um, to love and create? Yeah. And, and so when you create, you should probably always check yourself and see, am I coming from a place of love? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is this going to hurt somebody? Is this going to, you know, what it, that kind of thing. And sometimes we don't know. Like, sometimes when we create something, we don't know what what life it's going to take on, right? Yeah. You know? Um, but I guess I'm just trying to be conscious of that, you know? I hear you. Yeah. Um, also, what would you do if you couldn't be in the entertainment business? Did you have a plan B, or this was always the plan? Ooh, well, I, you know what? I, I thought I was going to be a teacher. I thought, and it's so funny because, as I say this, I remember hearing an interview about Oprah. Like, I thought I was going to go into um, child psychology and work with kids. I love kids. Like, I 
I love being around kids. I think they're hilarious. I think they're the most creative beings on this earth. Um, I, I just have such a heart for young people. And so that's actually what I was studying when I, I first went to college. It was uh, child psychology. So I thought I would be a teacher. Uh, but then, you know, and it's funny because in some ways I still am a teacher because I have that program, you know, working with dancers. And I always said, like, I remember being in Chicago, I was always like, when I worked in Chicago and I was, you know, touring and, and doing stuff, I said, man, I got to make sure that I get the most out of life that I can always pass it on. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go to L.A. because if I would have stopped in Chicago, I wouldn't have gotten the experience of being on television and doing commercials and doing film and, and all that. So now I can teach these girls even more, you know, and so I don't want to ever stop learning either. Yeah. Um, going to the news, I just want to talk a little bit about the news because this has been popular as of late. It's been on for a while about the whole gorilla incident. You know, um, what's your take on the story with the Cincinnati Zoo and the gorilla and the child? You know, it's funny because again, I don't watch the news that much. The only um, the only clips I see are when I'm at the gym. You know, uh, yeah. so I I did see some footage of it. And, you know, it's funny because uh, I had a meeting earlier and we spoke about it in the meeting and, you know, somebody brought up a really good point that they could have used a tranquilizer versus a a gun. Now, I don't know what a tranquilizer does or, you know, I don't know, I don't know a thing about that stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. So if a tranquilizer would have done the same thing, like just stopped the gorilla, I think they could have used that, you know? Yeah. If that's what it does, because why why not? You know, if that would have just taken the gorilla out. Now, if a tranquilizer takes a while to make the gorilla go out, then, then maybe they should have, you know. Um, apparently, the child was in danger. So, you, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I'm an aunt, and I know certain instincts kick in. You know, if you see a child with an animal that size being whipped around, I think your instinct would be to do whatever you need to do to protect that child, right? Exactly. You say um, you say kill that gorilla. That's he got he got my he got my nephew. He got my son. You know, like if you don't know say like if yeah. people were in that situation, you know, it's you know what I'm saying. I, I I don't think there's like a I, I don't know. It's like hard to say. You know you know everybody has their opinion. You know, there's not really like I don't know. I don't know. If they had tranquilizer darts. You know, they had just probably had bullets. I have no idea because I don't really know the story. Right. You know, but you know. You know, if if you was that parent and that was your child, but then again, how the child got there is so many questions, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's very interesting. So that's my thing is, you know, if the zoo has tranquilized, that might be a little bit better, you know? Yeah. Like if they do the same thing. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I love life, right? So, yeah. you know, if, it, if you can preserve life, you try to preserve life, and animals are life, right? Yeah. If, do I think that they shouldn't have done anything? No, you have to do something. That kid's in there, you know, whether it was the parent looking away and the, the kid got in there, I mean, that, that could happen to any parent. I've I've been around so many parents that they turn their head and I run after the kid, you know. It, 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 it could happen to any parent. So any parents out there judging, um, 
you know, it could happen. It's most definitely going to happen. And so I guess maybe taking a look at the zoo and, and making sure that kids can't crawl up and get in there, maybe making sure that it's a little more safe might be something to look at. Um, we can definitely take that away from this situation um, so that it doesn't happen. You know, I go to zoos and I already feel a little bit bad because the animals are in these cages and I don't know if they're happy or not, you know. So, I don't know. It, it's, there's so many different ways you could look at something like this. But um, but I'm, I'm glad, you know, apparently the kid is okay, correct? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, this is an interesting segue. You you was in the film Age of Dinosaurs, and you worked with Ronnie Cox. Um, <laughs> how was that? It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I know, it's a perfect segue. We were talking about gorillas, and now we're talking about dinosaurs. Right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, God, wouldn't that be so cool to see a dinosaur? Yes. I, I would love to see a dinosaur. Well, I think they're supposed to be um, Godzilla versus King Kong, so I think that movie's supposed to come in a few years, so that might be interesting to see. Oh, that would be cool. Well, unfortunately, there were no real dinosaurs in the movie that I shot. I mm. just dinosaurs. It was all um, CGI. CGI in, in, my, in my scenes. I think they had um, like, like a fake dinosaur in one of the scenes, but all the ones that I, I was in, they, it was all CGI, so that was interesting, you know, like working with the fact that the dinosaurs weren't really in the cages above us and we had to act off of, you know, nothing being mm. there. Um, and Ronnie Cox was in that scene and it was great, man. When I found out that he was in the movie, I was excited because, you know, he's got such a, a huge body of work. And then when I found out I was going to be actually in some scenes with him, I thought, okay, let me just, just let me observe this dude, you know, like, let me just see what he does on set because again like you're always learning and he was such a professional and he has such a great quality and depth to his voice I loved it um, I feel like there's a certain quality to really great actors voices um, so I just yeah it was great he's really really nice with me and the other actress and uh, yeah he was like going over dialogue like before he would do his scenes and then he had a really long monologue he had to do and um, he was going over that and uh, it was just cool to be like a fly on the wall kind of as I'm going over my stuff on the side I was kind of like you know checking him out seeing what he was doing oh. and how about Treat? say that again? how about Treat? Treat Williams who? Treat Williams Oh, I didn't have a scene. I didn't, didn't have, have a scene, scene with him. No, 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 no. I didn't. So I can't speak about um, working. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually have a scene with him. So. Oh, okay. And um, um, was it a good experience working on that? Yeah, definitely. Um, Just you know, be- it was cool because it was on Netflix or Sci-Fi, so it was again another opportunity for people to see you know, we in something. And it was cool because at the time we were doing uh, Live with Harry and Callie and there was a really big fan of ours on the show, his daughter, I guess, who loved the movie. So I was able to like sign something and send it over to him and he gave it to his daughter, I think for like Christmas or something like that. But you know, like when you're in that position to do stuff like that, I mean, that's, that's like the icing on the cake, you know, where people, kids, adults, whatever, like you're, like your work it's always a really cool thing yeah and my final question to you kelly is what would the kelly v dolan of today tell the kelly v dolan of yesterday 
cancel Sunday question. That's an open question, right? <laughs> it gets so deep. <laughs> um, I think I would tell myself probably what a little bit of what I have been telling myself is uh, like don't don't worry about anything, mm-hmm. and then take more risks. Mm-hmm. And have more faith, and don't waste. Um, just don't waste your time on second guessing. Just do it. Nike has the best slogan. Yeah. I wish I would have came up with it. Just do it. Oh. And just do it. Like Nike, right? Just do it. Huh? Like, I said like like the sneaker Nike, right? Or Nike like that? Yeah, what? Nike has the best logo. Yeah, just do just it. Do it. Uh, that's amazing um kelly thank you so much um is there um anything you have coming up besides the amazon prime show that you're not supposed to talk about um is there (laughs) anything anything else you have coming up in the horizons you know at just the end of august we'll have the trade on investigation discovery channel that'll be the end of august We've got the Step It Up program uh, the end of July, so you're going to see a lot of social media uh, around that. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. And our website is stepitupllc.com. It's got all our social media links on there. Mm-hmm. And every single Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, you can listen to me and my co-host, Aaron M. Sanchez, on the Hollywood Social Lounge. So you can tune into that on ABC News Radio. Right, you got Aaron M and Kelly V. So you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, you need. Wait, what's your middle name? Um, I'm a junior, so I don't have a middle name, so I, I kind of lucked out. I guess, so E for J. Well, <laughs> or J. I guess or or, or um E J or J R. You know, like J R Hewing. Oh, I like that. Oh. I like that. <laughs> Makes it sound a little bit sophisticated, which I'm not, but it makes it sound a little bit sophisticated. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Kelly, wow. you're you're awesome, and um, congratulations on your on your success. And I'm sure you're going to continue to soar. And I can't wait to see you on the big screen. Thank you, thank you, and continued success to you. Thank you, and I hope we get to speak again, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.